Welcome back to the Yankee Nation podcast. This week we have a trade deadline preview. We are what one, two, five days away from the deadline, I believe. Well, it's five days next Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. August second at six p.m. Eastern, I believe, is when the deadline will hit. Um, and the Yankees have made a trade already, and we will get into that. We are going to touch on the games that happened this week. We're not going to go. Well, we'll happen. We'll touch on the series as a whole. The the Astros, Orioles, Mets. We'll talk on. We'll talk about the overarching things that happened in those series. But uh, the Yankees are so far ahead in the division, and the trade deadline is arguably more important to this team than the outcome of these games right now. So uh, we're we're going to dive deeper into that. Uh, and the rumors and uh, what we would like to see the Yankees do. Um, and, we, and we got some injury updates, um, some significant ones this week. But uh, before we get into all that, Brian, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing really well. Um, of course, we are recording on a Thursday this week instead of yesterday. And, um, and, and what a difference a day makes in terms of how the uh, week finished up for the Yankees. Um, <clears throat> doing, doing really well, but I'm watching, I'm watching these statement games that, that are taking place with the Astros and then with the Mets, um, even with the Orioles a little bit, I am glad that they, uh, they still made a statement. The Yankees still made a statement that they can take the division games. That's going to be very important later on. And then of course, I just want to say that, um, <clears throat> I'm fully vaccinated, vaccinated with at least one booster. And I can't wait for Ben Attendi to be able to join us in Pittsburgh and play some games. <laughs> in Pittsburgh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, they're thinking Pittsburgh. All the time. Yeah, well, Pittsburgh's a different country. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, in Toronto. Sorry about in that. Toronto. How, how to blow? How to blow a line right there? So, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it was a it's a good thought process. I mean, John John Heyman, John Heyman tweeted out last night that the Yankees have every indication to believe that he will get vaccinated. So, I yeah. believe they wouldn't have traded for him if they uh, if he wasn't going to get vaccinated so yeah we'll dive deep in deeper into that move uh, a bit later first we'll get to the injuries that happened um the first one that happened uh was on uh what was it friday night yeah in baltimore uh michael king throws a pitch and you can see him look down and the trainer comes out and you can hear him say you can see a mouth that yep I, I heard a pop or something like that and uh that's not what you want to hear nope. um, unluckily he is out for the year with a uh um elbow fracture but luckily he avoids tommy john surgery which is kind of surprising uh, the report came out that his elbow, his UCL looks fine for a pitcher, which is kind of just like yeah. funny. It's like, it yeah. does, you know, it doesn't look normal for the, re the rubber band is stretched that. a little more than usual, but for a pitcher, yeah. he looks good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which that, I mean, that means that we can probably, we can expect him back next year. Um, King is going to be out for the remainder of this year, which has some implica implications on this trade deadline. Yankees already needed some bullpen help. And uh, yeah. this only, uh, this only makes that even more of a need. So that was such a sinking feeling when he uh, when he you know threw the pitch and then instantly started like walking and just telling people what was going on. I was like, oh no, you know. Um, 
<clears throat> the next one, however. Yeah. Um, we had, uh, I think it was Giancarlo Stanton sat out both of the, uh, on Saturday and Sunday. Yep. And, uh, uh, on Sunday, I think they said like, he, he said, I, I expect to be in the lineup on Tuesday. They, the Yankees had an off day on Monday and said, it was like, and he said, we have a couple of things to figure out, but I think I'll be fine. And, you know, when you have, when you, you hear the, the couple things to figure out line, you're, you're kind of like thinking like okay maybe we should be careful here and right. especially when it comes out that he has achilles tendonitis um you, you really should be careful with that so uh i'm assuming he's gonna be uh, out for a couple of weeks here um so achilles achilles tendonitis is, is saying achilles tendonitis is kind of the equivalent of what they said about you know king that his his ucl looked good for a pitcher you know mm -hmm. it means it's stretched it's strained, but it hasn't snapped. So yeah. they're trying to, the, the, he'll be, and if you think about it, this is the same thing that, of course, one of the things that probably sidelined side Geraldus Chapman earlier in the year. And so you got to put a look at his timeline uh, for that and, and see if it's going to be about the same. Now, Chapman has other issues, like he's having trouble pitching these days. But, um, you know, I think, you know, tendonitis is Achilles tendonitis is something you, you want to you want to keep it almost in a boot and uh, and and uh, hold it tight together. And hopefully it'll it'll firm itself up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Giancarlo went on the IL earlier in the year. They I think they said like calf or something and then it changed to something else. Yeah. Um, and he really wasn't the same after he came back from that. He's he bad. He hit like 160, but yeah. I mean the home runs kind of masked how he was during that stretch. Um, I, I think he was affected by probably this injury throughout that stretch, and I, I think uh, it's smart to get ahead of this, or try, at least like try to get him in a good spot heading into September and the playoffs. So. Um, it's important to note that if you hit home runs, you don't have to run the bases really hard. So, <laughs> so it would be, we want to get them back in the batter's box. That's what we want to do, get them back in the batter's box. Um, <clears throat> it's also interesting that he went to the all-star game and played with it, played with this uh, through the all-star game. And, uh, you know, but uh, of course he was the hero there and we loved that part, loved that part. But the idea is he's got, you know, just Good, good idea to go get a bat like they did last night. Um, certainly not a power bat, but we'll talk more about what uh, Ben Attendee brings to the team. Yeah. Um, that'll bring us to our series recaps. We're not going game by game this week, but uh, the first series we have to talk about was a, a double header sweep by the Astros. Um, I don't know about you, but the second game of that, series I expected not to win because it was Herman's first start back um and the first game kind of went similar to a, the a way that a lot of these games have gone low yeah. scoring really good pitching on both sides and uh the Astros I mean they walked off with like a, a slow hit grounder to IKF yeah. in the yeah. ninth so <clears throat> yeah I think um I think when you look at this, when you look at this uh, series and you look at the Mets series, um, you know, it was kind of a little bit almost polar opposites the way they um, 
the way the games went, but there was, they're, they're playing close games. They're, they're, you know, they're on, they're in the, they're the visitor dugout. So they're not getting the last at bat, which the Yankees have taken advantage of the last at bat several times this year. Um, but, you know, uh, once the Astros took that first game, the momentum was all theirs. And you're right. Uh, you know, Herman, I mean, Herman made it, made, made the, you know, made it pretty, uh, qu- pretty quickly evident that he was not going to be able to do anything in that game. I mean, it was, you know, they, they took a lead early and, and, uh, and banged him off. And... Yeah. Um, that first game, I mean, Montgomery had a tough, game against the uh Mets uh the, yep. in the first game of that series but he uh he pitched well against Houston and I believe it I mean two of those the, a couple of those runs came off on like bunts or something like that like very soft hit balls it wasn't like he was getting a uh, hit hard against uh Houston yeah um, Houston first two batters came out and bunted their way on and then they, yeah. you know then they played small ball obviously they played small ball then but then they then they got the they got the run on a, on a single, and and that was that was how they got started. Uh-huh. Yeah, and um, we've kind of talked about the Astros and Mets series, but we haven't touched on the series that happened between those two, which was uh, the Yankees went to Baltimore, and they did win two out of three. Um, that first game was uh, a little bit of a nail biter, and you know that was yep. the game when Michael King went down, but they did win. Yep. although it didn't feel like it the Yankees lose the next game uh Cole was on the mound and they kind of just like uh the, the bullpen was depleted and then they sent him out and like you know, after he was uh he was over 100 pitches already and then they bring in like Araldis Chapman and you're thinking like okay like this is <laughs> this game is over um but then they get a they, they do get a much needed needed like six six nothing relaxing win on the Sunday yeah. game yeah yeah, I think overall in the series with the uh, Orioles, first off, you, you continue to see the Orioles have battled the Yankees all year long. Mm-hmm. And this is if if you go back to when we when the Orioles were were playing the Yankees off in there, maybe in the May time frame. Um, <clears throat> you know, I was saying I, I was saying you look look at how tough the Orioles are playing the Yankees and stuff. All right. Now. I then made the bold prediction that the Orioles would pull ahead of the Red Sox and, and finish the season ahead of the Red Sox. We got a lot of games to go, but gosh, Ryan, who, where, where are the Orioles in the standings right now? They're ahead of the Red Sox. The Red Sox <laughs> are in last place. They've uh, kind of fallen off a cliff there. Uh, Not only that, but the Orioles, the Orioles just, um, I, I, I don't have the score of last night's game. But uh, did they did they win the game against the Rays or did the Rays pull I that one? I think they I think they did. I think uh, they hit a walk off home run last night. Oh, so so they're they're playing tight ball against everybody else in the competition. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Orioles and the Blue Jays play out the rest of the season. That'll that'll be some games. But the Orioles are for they uh-huh. they they believe in themselves this year. They're for real. So. Mm-hmm. So I, I am wrong. The the race did pull it out last oh. night, but they are still uh, they're they're at five hundred. I believe they're above the Red Sox. Um, I know that. Yeah, the Orioles, play. the Orioles um, hit Mateo hit a home run in the ninth inning to tie the game, uh, for, uh, and, and send it and send it into extras. So right, but okay. <clears throat> so you're right. There was a big home run. So. Um, All right. So, but yeah, watch out for the Orioles. They are coming. They're coming on right now. 
the Yankees again proved dominant, at least in the division games. Um, and then they went to Shea State. I mean, yeah, gosh, Shea, how old am I? They went to City Field. So, yeah. 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 Um, yeah I mean, that, that first game started out real, real well. I mean, Judge and Rizzo yep. goes, go back to back. Um, yep. And Monty just didn't have it. And yeah. Uh, not game. the first day. He just, yeah, it was. No, they were struggling, and, and even you know they, they just needed to get some innings out of him. They were they were trying to keep to keep away from the bullpen for a while. Yeah, and, and I mean, there are people talking about they didn't like Rizzo swinging on a three zero count, but I mean he was, yeah, a foot or two away from a grand slam. So yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't blame him for that. Uh, I mean, it, I needed to walk. Yeah. yeah. You, and that's, you got to you got to pitch to hit. Yeah, I mean you want to uh, take take your shot. You're one of the the bigger you know, best hitters in the lineup. So, and that's that's the mentality of the Yankees this year. They are they are running. They are taking risks. They are they're hitting three zero. He's not the first one to hit three zero this year, and and they're they're trying to take advantage of 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 every pitching opportunity or every every opportunity they get. So, I'm I I don't fault it at all. So yeah. Yeah, and then of course they they lose last night um, on a walk off. Um, kind of just yeah. illuminates like what uh, the the people who aren't going to be on this the the playoff roster. I mean, there there's ju- there's just people who are playing right now who are not part of the October plan, and it fe- it just feels like this team needed a trade to happen like it did last night. Um, yep. that feel like they were kind of in a malaise like hey give us the team we're going to battle with in October and then we're then we're gonna <laughs> I feel like they'll 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 perk up again that's a, that's part of what what I I think is going to happen um and I, I think Ben Intendi is just the start of it um I mean the Royals are coming to town uh and then the Mariners will come come to town next week it'll be good to get some series at home um and that brings us to our trade discussions because we have a lot to touch on. I can't yep. believe we didn't discuss Juan Soto last week, before, and we'll get to that later. But <laughs> um, we forgot to discuss that. But, uh, I mean, first question I have is, do you think Cashman had this lined up with the Royals and or it was just going to be like, uh, yeah, we'll just announce it when Ben Intendi is, is here in the Bronx? <laughs> You know they've been. It's it's interesting. First off, the rumors have been it was either um, it was either going to be Ben Attendee, and then of course when he didn't go to Toronto for the series with the with about you know at least half of the Royals team that was also not vaccinated. Um, <clears throat> when he didn't go, then then you start hearing about Michael Taylor, and he didn't um, go either. So <laughs> and, yeah, he didn't go either, right? So I mean, then you're then you're talking about six of one, half does the other. The trade's been in the works for the longest time. Um, I believe <laughs> I, I've got to give Cashman credit. He gave away nothing. I mean, now two of these prospects that, that are here are low, low minor league, low A, you know, low A ball potential to potential guys. Um, <clears throat> so it's interesting. Yes, he got he gave away three players to get one, and of course we're only getting that player for a couple of months before that player um, yeah. you know, no no time left on the contract. So so the total thing in, in that re- in that regard makes sense. I don't know if he had it lined up or he just made the phone call last night after they lost the game and said let's get this done. 
Um, but, you know, I, I guess it had to be lined up at that point just for somebody to be able to say, pull, be able to pull the trigger. Yeah. So I, you know what, it's, it's, it's possible. Um, I don't, I don't, do we need a shot in the arm right now? Yeah, big time because you know we're we're playing a little slightly below four five hundred ball for about the last month, and um, and that's 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 something to be you know the the fact that the rest of the American League East is beating up on itself is is hiding the fact that that we 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 we're kind of limping right now as a team. Yeah, and I mean the the Astros they did I think they did get swept by the A's but they have crept yeah. up on the Yankees when it comes to the home field advantage that's only about a one or two game difference as of now um and the Yankees would like to get that number one overall seed for the American League um I, I kind of think that Cashman had this lined up and then when they lost to yeah. the Mets they're like hey let's change the conversation and let's announce <laughs> this now <laughs> yeah yeah it could uh, be um no, uh, Beck Way is the only guy that I knew of before they uh, made this trade, uh, and I, I know that after reading about it, I think TJ Sikama is a Rule Five guy. He was a former draft pick who's mm -hmm. been injured, who they were going to have to put on the forty man after this year anyway. Oh, okay. So they're probably going to lose him. Um, you are you are the expert in Rule Five. So. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Chandler. Champagne. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but yeah. Uh, so, sorry, man. <laughs> like, like, um, yeah. You, you uh, were added to this. You were added to this trade. Um, of course, what's interesting is that Gallo was not part of the trade, so they didn't go outfielder for outfielder. They actually went. You know, Kansas City went outfielder for three pitchers. So, um, yeah. But but the handwriting's on the wall for for Joey Joey Gallo right now that he's. Um, you know he's he's not long for this because they're going to insert they're going to insert Benatendi in the left field, um, and Hicks well or or right or right. Well, Benatendi is mostly a left fielder, right? So um, do you go Hicks in back in center and do you go Judge in right until uh, Stanton gets corrected? Or do you actually what do you I do? I think with they'd go. Uh, I, I, I this is a conversation I've wanted to have. Um, I feel like you can't bank on Carpenter actually mm. as well as he's hit he's not very mobile out there in the outfield and he has a pretty bad arm yeah yeah um, we saw that and uh i i mean i just don't know how sustainable his offense is um and also i think with giancarlo's injury they might be going with him at dh the rest of the year or at least for like most of the time mm, so yep. i feel like you needed an outfielder anyway and i would go if we're talking like playoff outfield, I would go judge in center. And then I think Ben Intendi in left and Hicks in right, because he's played a good amount of right in his career as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be mad at the Yankees if they flip flopped those two in the corners. Cause Hicks has been really good in left defensively yeah. since he's uh, kind of taken over there. Um, yep. So um, I, I think to, to your point on Carpenter, um, I think he, I think he's DH until Stanton until comes Stanton back. Until Stanton is back. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> he's still, you know, he's still got about average over 300, you know, he's, he's batting 307 right now. He had one hit last night, um, and, and stuff, but he, he they, they are figuring him out because he's, he's striking out a little more. So. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. I, I think we'll, 
we'll have enough time to make a, a judgment call on Carpenter within the next month or so, I, I believe. Um, and, you know, I, you can't just, you can't sit John Carlos when he's coming back, I, right. I, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, of course, this means no Ian Happ. I think uh, yep. it makes sense. I mean, the, Ben Attendee is like, uh, he's a lefty. He is a contact hitter now. Uh, changed his approach since he was in Boston. And he, uh, I mean, I, I think he's a, he's a good piece for the, the, the bottom third of the lineup, I believe. And if DJ's not hitting leadoff, I think you slot Ben Attendee in there because the, the on-base percentage is really good. Um, I think he, he's, a, he's a solid player. So, so speaking of the bottom third of the lineup, okay. So now you're looking at Ben Attendee, uh, Trevino, and IKF, okay, in some in some order, right? Um, <clears throat> all right, that's three guys who so far are proving all to get on base at least, you know, once or twice a game. Yeah. And and that's a good thing. So all of a sudden, what was what was three outs and moving to the next inning uh, earlier in the season is is now, you know, they they're now. Now one through one through nine is a contact is a contact uh, yeah. you know contact folks. Um, <clears throat> by the way, guess who's quietly having a a uh, hitting streak? It's IKF. IKF. Yeah, I think he's at fifteen games now after the two Met games, or mm. fourteen. So fifteen or fourteen games, and and who is having the quietest on base streak <laughs> with an unimpressive average of about two hundred ninety. IKF, <laughs> you know, he's, he's just doing, you know, every day he comes in and he gets a hit or two and gets on base. Now he's had some timely ones. We like that too, but I, I don't know. I, I do. I also like the Benatendi move. I think it's a good move. Hopefully uh, he will be able to play in Toronto and that's going to be important. We got one series left in Toronto uh, at the end of September and then potentially some postseason ball against Toronto. So yeah, yeah that's, it's important. All right. Let's, do the the Juan Soto uh, conversation because there's people who think this takes them out on Soto. I don't necessarily think so, um, especially if you're going to just do Giancarlo at DH. Uh, you can just move Hicks to fourth outfielder. And I also don't think a rental where you didn't give up much and Benintendi changes the plan where like it, it's Juan Soto, you're going to you're going to trade for him to try to extend him for like 15 years. And <laughs> that so, a couple months of Ben attendee doesn't change that. And after, especially after Jeff Passan comes out yesterday and says, Santa Claus isn't real, but the Yankees are real when it comes to Juan Soto. <laughs> so, um, um, all right. So here's the, so here's what I, you know, so the, here's the good news. They didn't give up any of their trade chips, any of the ones that have been mentioned and by all the pundits out there. But can they do a Soto and a Castillo? I don't think they can do both. That, no, my, my, my thinking is, but, but how long do you wait to go get the pitcher? Because there's other teams out there hunting for pitchers. And, and <clears throat> one of the, I, I think, to be honest with you, and I, I'm, this is going to be tongue in, sound tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, would Castillo lose all of his locks? To come to the Yankees if he has a chance to go to another team that's vying for the uh, vying vying for the title. Well, I mean, he doesn't really have much of a choice. <laughs> so his team, <laughs> his team's in control of that decision. Um, 
the but, Mets are but, probably sending every message to him right now saying, hey, we need one more starter and we're going to let you keep your hair. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, even the Astros potentially. So um, I think that's the, that's the real trick. But but back to Soto. Um, the, clearly the asking price, I mean, they've, they've said, you know, we want six, what did uh, Rizzo say? He wants GM Rizzo. He wants six, six of your top can't your top players uh, uh, you know they want prospects and i don't even think he's talking they want any regulars you know no I, like there's people talking about the yankees would have to give up torres which i i don't think the nationals should want him at this point because i mean torres yeah. is a free agent in two years and uh, i mean just doesn't fit their window um rizzo also came out and said that he's not going to attach a bad contract like Patrick Corbin to the deal, which has been speculated a lot. Yeah. Um, which means, I mean, you're just going to have to give up a lot of prospects yeah. here, yeah. which I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I would sell the farm for one. So because he's just yeah. that good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the Yankees have an advantage when it comes to rebuilding a farm system faster than most teams can, because they spend so much in the international free agent pool. Right. And, the international draft did not go through. Uh, right. That was the last wrinkle of the the lockout that uh, yep. happened this past week. Um, so now the qualifying offer is back, and uh, yep. the, the international free agency remains, and the Yankees will keep that that advantage that they have. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, you can re replenish your farm system pretty quickly um, uh, with that. Um, so you give up. Do you give up just on uh, Jason Dominguez? Do you give up it and Andrew Volpe? And, uh, you it's know. Volpe, Dominguez, probably a pitching prospect I, more. Yeah. If they want, if they want, I know Peraza's a shortstop as well. Like yeah. if you can, yeah. you can give them the option, like you can pick one of the prospect, one of the shortstops. Yeah. And then if they say they want both. I would still do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, there's there's the the dilemma where like the Yankees need pitching for 2022, but yep. this is also possibly the one chance that you can get Juan Soto and lock him up for for a while. Yeah, and uh, and it, it, I just think that outweighs the uh, one year aspect of this, and it's not like Soto doesn't significantly increase their chances of winning a championship this year as well right right so and you go for the championship and then of course you got to look at the fact that you've got not you now you still haven't paid judge yeah so there's that angle on the whole there's two here. there's two angles here yeah either either soto coming in means judge is gone and you extend soto yeah or you bring in soto and view that as just replacing what britain and chapman's money is going to be next year mm -hmm. and then you extend judge and then you just commit for these two and a half years to a window with cole stanton judge soto yeah and uh just go all out for the next basically three playoff runs and then accept what happens yeah <laughs> and then um I kind of like the sound of that second one that I, that I just said, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, either, either way. Um, yeah. I mean, I 
realistically, the the Cardinals and the Padres are the two favorites for Soto right now if he yeah. gets dealt at the deadline, which I actually I kind of think he does get dealt this deadline. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I don't view the Yankees as favorites. I view that I view them as like seriously in on the conversations, though. That, that's what I what I view it as. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, somewhere along the line, they've, they've got to, you know, what's, I, I don't know what's going to come first, grabbing a pitcher or, or, or Soto me being moved, mm-hmm. you know, cause they've got to, I, I, I don't know if it, 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 do they have, I don't think they have to wait for Soto. Um, they probably have, you know, thrown an offer on the table four times over, you know, it was rumored that their final Yankees final offer was not accepted um, by the, by the nationals. I think that was like two days ago. Um, but I wouldn't say they're out of anything. Um, all right. So let's move on to pitchers. Um, yeah, I need one. We need one at least. Yeah. Um, rumors came out last night. The Yankees have, uh, uh, well, they, they sent scouts to see Castillo pitch last night. They've had conversations on Montas, uh, I think both teams like Ken Waldachuk a lot. The yep. thing with Castillo is the the Reds have two uh, highly touted shortstop prospects. So depends who they want. Like, uh, do, are they going to want another shortstop prospect? Are they going to want Waldachuk to be the main uh, piece hmm. in this deal? Um, either one. Yeah, I've talked about Montas before, but I mean, e- either one of these guys, I would be happy with. I think Castillo, out of all the guys we're talking about here, is the most likely get for the Yankees. Um, that, that we're going to talk out of these big yeah. targets. So Montas, Montas has had a, a few, uh, I guess, is he struggling with, a, I guess uh, he was a little sore or something. Cause his last three starts were one inning, three inning. And then last night he went five innings against the Astros. Uh, he, a couple starts ago, he, well, he, he missed some time with an injury and yeah. uh, that was probably that one inning. Yeah. Start. Um, uh, he just recently came back. So um, yeah. Yeah, so you're gonna have to check the medicals on that. So yeah, <clears throat> you know, so he's another one. Okay, so those are the two neat big name pitchers. Who is another name that potentially is right could rise here? And uh, before we went on the air, I talked you know, quickly about can the Yankees come up with you know would Cashman come up with some name that's going to be kind of a, a surprise or people would then say oh that makes sense type of thing like he typically does. He typically will pull somebody some rabbit out of the hat you know, and, and then turn them over to uh, Matt Blake and the gang. And next thing you know, we have another Clay Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we'll get some sort of reliever that we have never heard before at this deadline. Yeah. Um, I think there's a, there's a decent chance they get a reliever that we've heard of before. The Tigers are having a fire sale on everyone basically. Um, the, the Marlins are having a sale on everyone except for um, what's his name? Who's going to win the Cy Young? Um, oh eight. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, um, quick, look it up. <laughs> yeah, Marlins pitchers. But oh they, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Alcantara. Alcantara. But, but like, I mean, they have relievers like Zach Pop or something like that who would work. Um, would be a decent piece to get. Uh, David Robertson is on the uh, 
on the of the block from Chicago. He kind of had a weird exit with the Yankees after 2018 with that playoff share type of thing. Yeah. Um, and there, uh, there's also, I mean, I think the Mets seem like a fit for D Rob right now, uh, as much as I like him. Um, he's been talked about in a package deal with, um, their, uh, the, the, the catcher for the Cubs as well. Contreras. Contreras. Yeah. Yeah. So they're talking about a package deal there for, um, for the Mets. Um, <clears throat> but D Rob's had a great, has had a real good season. You know, there's a guy who's a Phoenix rising out of the ashes, resurrecting his career. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's also been rumors about Jose Quintana, uh, from the pirates that would kind of be like a Lance Lynn 2018 type of deal where the Yankees get like a back end or like a, Kind of like they did with Jaime, Jaime Garcia as well, where they uh, they get someone uh, just to eat innings down the stretch, you know. So um, it'll be interesting to see what the Yankees do with that, uh, the the starting rotation. I mean, there's the the question is like, how many trades do the Yankees have left? You think the you think they're gonna trade for a starter at least? You're gonna get a bullpen piece, so there's at least two. Yeah. Um, and then there's going to be, uh, there's, I, I think that it was the talking Yanks guys. They set like an over under at two and a half trades until the, uh, from this point forward. And I think there's, I think uh, I would hit the over on that. Yeah. Um, I would, I would you're agree. Gonna have a, you're going to have a resolution on Gallo as well. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll get to another, um, when we talk about my history moments, we'll get to another, uh, trade dump. That uh, yeah. you know that because they're, they're going to have to dump Gallo, um, <clears throat> and 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 find. But apparently, r- rumors are there are, there are suitors out there that want to take want to take Joey, and uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, that, that kind of surprises me a little bit. But yeah, I think the the rumored teams were. Uh, I think the Padres and the Rangers. Uh, who, yeah, I mean the Rangers probably like him back. They probably know how to <laughs> rehabilitate him a little bit. Um, yeah, but those teams are also in the soda discussions. Yes, so that's yeah. kind of holding it up. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think is there are there any other names out there that would stand out? I mean, I don't really think so. I don't think there's anyone that has been rumored. I mean, there yeah, there's people who want like Joey Wendell as well from uh, the Marlins because yeah. you know. Uh, he plays short. He can play a decent shortstop as well, but uh, I, I just don't see it as likely. I think uh, I think there's a chance. Uh, I mean, it, it's either IKF the rest of the way or Peraza stays on the team and he earns the call. So, well, the the other aspect that, that we look at too is you, you figure out. <clears throat> look, let's look inside. Okay, um, all of a sudden, you know. Uh, um, Domingo Herman went from went from a basket case last you know last week against the uh, against the Astros to pitching a pretty darn good game last night, mm. you know. And the, can you get back to that guy who won 18 games, you know, in 2019? You know, as can you can you get, can you get back to that? So internally, who have they got? I don't know, understand why they're not pitching JP Sears more. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a believer in Herman as much as yeah <laughs> as much well, as he did pitch pretty yeah. well last night I I'm just not a believer in him uh, as okay 
you know. Right. So what about but, you know? So let's look internally. Do we have anybody? You know, is Walter Chuck ready to come up? I don't. I don't think yeah. so. Um, yeah. uh, bullpen. I mean, the the bullpen is going to need. They'll probably get one or two guys for the bullpen. I mean, Loisica has yep. had a couple good appearances here. I don't think you can bank on Chapman. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no. they're going to try to get him right, but uh, I think they'll eventually hit a place where they know they can't bank on him in the postseason. Marinaccio has been good. Yep, that's also he's also a young guy to trust with big innings in the playoffs. So, and coming off an injury, so yeah. Um, you know, it would be interesting. Just thought about it. What if you dump Chapman and, and Gallo in the same trade? You'd have to attach you, prospects there. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. I, yeah. I don't think that, I don't think Chapman is going anywhere, even if he's not on like the playoff roster. I, I mean, uh, this is the last year of his deal. He's going to mm. yep. just going to ride it out the rest of the way, I guess. Um, yeah, I think that that's all I had as far as my thoughts on the deadline. Yeah. Do you have anything else? <clears throat> no, there's going to be somebody. I'm going to go look at. I'm looking. I'm going to go look at these uh, rosters for the the teams that are kind of out of contention right now. The Marlins and the Pirates and all these, you know, some of these others, and see see who else we could kind of uh, sneak sneak a sneak a deal with, but. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be interesting. I think they've, uh, they, the Yankees again, uh, 500 team or a little, a little worse than that over the last month. And they need to, they need to kind of right the ship. They went off of like a house of fire. Um, I think the other thing too, that's, uh, you know, once teams start, start pitching away from, um, uh, judge the, mm -hmm. the Yankees, the Yankees offense is going to like, they, they need to have some other way to come back. So, yeah, is Ben attendee enough for that? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, you you gotta hope Giancarlo comes back healthy and is back to what he was, how he started yeah. the season. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm ready for awards. If you are, yeah, uh, let's. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Sounds good. Um, so, Yankee of the week. We'll start with that. I'm gonna go with Aaron Judge this week because. The series they did win in Baltimore. Um, he had a big series. He hit some absolute moonshots there and was yeah. a big part of the them taking two out of three. So Aaron Judge is my Yankee of the week. You can never argue that, especially when he's had like what eight home runs and ten and nine home runs in ten games or something like that. It's been some crazy number. So um, yeah, no, I'm going pitching. I'm going with Nasty Nestor. Okay, I think Nestor just had a great. He, he, Here's a guy who had a little bit of a rough patch in, in the uh, in the early part of June in June, but he's pitching well again, and he just came back with a real dominant effort against the Orioles, and they, and the Yankees needed it, and uh, and so I, I think he's I think he's uh, he's good. I could also make him my hopeful. Come on, somebody somebody <laughs> in that starting in that starting rotation, you know, keep keep being a lockdown guy, you know, Cole. I almost went with Cole. Cole did a great job. Um, he had he had a good outing before the uh, the uh, All Star game, and he had that he had a good outing, and then just went one inning too long the last time around. Yeah, so. and I mean he was devouring some fruit in that that game. That was pretty funny to see. So, yeah, <laughs> um, how to eat a banana? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll transition to Yankee hopeful. And uh, I think it's fitting that we got one of us goes with uh, the new Yankee, Andrew Benintendi. Uh, he's yeah. probably going to make his debut tonight against his former team. <laughs> yeah. It must have been awkward. He's on the team playing and then he gets traded to the team that they're yeah. playing the next yeah. day. So uh, everybody, um, your stuff's in the visitor's locker. Not you, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yep. Let's hope he comes in and, uh, and does. I mean, he, he loves Yankee Stadium, but now he's on our side. So. Yeah. Let's see how that goes. All right. So <clears throat> trade deadline. We got five days left. We've got many needs right now. Needs in the pitching staff, needs in the bullpen. Um, you know, uh, Soto's out there. I'm good. My Yankee hopeful of the week is general manager Brian Cashman. This is his time to shine. Put the rest of this team together. Get go get those missing pieces. And then let's be off to the off to the postseason and see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you picked him multiple times leading up to the deadline last year, which <laughs> I mean, I expected. This is why. I mean, I think yep. I forget who you picked, but who you were choosing before this before uh, before the show, and then I said, oh, I thought you were going to pick Cashman, and then <laughs> it, no, I was going to go with Castillo. So right. I, yeah. I was going, you know, you know, I was going with right. Castillo in the hopes that we grab him and 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 uh, see him to the finish line. So, but but right. Del, you, we, we were talking when you met, when you said Cashman. Yeah, we we got more than one need here. So let's let's put yeah. let's put Cashman straight in the limelight here, and uh, and and make your deals and make them good ones. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, <clears throat> All right. So speaking of deals, that's that's kind of the theme for the history moment. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So, uh, and again, you know, um, the, the trade deadline is August 2nd this, this year, which is kind of weird, but but I think they always try to, for some reason, try and end on a Tuesday now. I don't know what it is, four o'clock on a Tuesday. But <clears throat> the trade deadline used to be July 31st um, every year. And then they'd have one more month where you have to pass through waivers. And then and then be able to make make one more deal before the roster is kind of locked up for the postseason, uh, you know, August 31st and then and stuff. So but so this time of the year, we're getting some pretty cool history moments like in 1995. The Yankees traded for David Cohn. And they got him from the Toronto Blue Jays for some minor league no name prospects. OK, that um, and it turned out to be the steal because for the next five plus years. Cone was a key ingredient in, in the Yankees rotation. And of course, you know, he had that one, he had the perfect game, uh, you know, in that, in that span as well. But he was one of the first, you know, uh, gun, young gun, guns for hire. And of course, Cone, uh, I enjoyed listening to him uh, at the ESPN broadcast the other night um, because he, he has obviously a pitcher for both the Mets, started with the Mets and then, and then ended up in Toronto and then came over to the Yankees. Um, and uh, one of those guns for hire at mid, mid time that just came in and shut down. Clemens also became one of those later on. Um, so, um, so yeah, so in 1995, two years before we launched into our uh, championships and stuff like that. Anyway, now in 1995, on that very same day, the Yankees dumped Danny Tartable. Okay, and Tartable had signed a five-year contract a year or two prior to that, just never materialized as a, as a 
as, as somebody as a power bat that they could count on and stuff. But they picked up, you know, Jason Beverlin, who, um, you know, didn't do much of anything, but also Ruben Sierra. And Ruben Sierra had some classic moments for the Yankees um, in, in the stretch and, and stretch run and then came, became one of those guys that came back more than once to the Yankee roster uh, to help them out. So, um, so yeah, so they dumped Hardable, but were able to get Ruben Sierra for a little bit. All right, <clears throat> 1996, Darryl, this day, on this date, Daryl Strawberry hits home run number 300. Now, again, Daryl Strawberry was a guy that the Yankees picked up, another, another Met, um, and, um, and picked him up, and he finished, kind of finished his career um, with, with the Yankees at that time. It was a walk-off home run, his number 300, against the Royals, who the Yankees are playing tonight. And um, he ended up finishing career with only five more home runs after that. But, you know, again, he was another guy that that was instrumental in, in making things work uh, for some of the times in the postseason and stuff. Plus, he also had a major, major play in a big fight. Yeah, <laughs> that was a lot of the, the David Cohn trade and that fight was a big part of the Jeter doc. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> yep. It's been fun to see that. Yeah. Um, also on this date, and I didn't put it in, but five years after the Yankees get David Cohn on this date in 2000, they sent him to the minor league complex in Tampa to try to work out a situation. He had already been, he had, he had been uh, winless in, in his, I guess, uh, basically four or five weeks from this point. So something was up. And, uh, and of course they had, uh, he, Cody even referred to that the other night. They were talking about superstitions and stuff, and uh, he pulled out some sort of a superstition to get himself mm-hmm. off the side on this. Yeah. So, yeah trade moments. That. Yeah, history trade moments for you, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a good way to kind of bring it back to the uh, the, the 90s there, um, that, yeah. that, that golden era of Yankees baseball. Yeah. Hopefully this team can get get uh can accomplish only a little bit of a a little bit of what that team did. So and they can use a little bit of a supplement a little bit of help from the deadline. Yeah. Uh, they got a little bit with Ben Attendee last night. Who knows? Castillo, Soto's out there, bullpen guys will will be here next week to uh to recap all of that. Um, I think that Brian, unless you have anything else, I think this is a good way to uh, wrap up. Just gonna just gonna plant this one last thought, okay, for you and the and the audience. Right now, with Soto out there and Castillo out there, the Yankees have been trying to bring up the next core of farm Yankees that are going to be part of a an extended long term run, okay, and. <clears throat> you think of Judge as Bernie Williams. Now you think of Volpe, Peraza, Waldichuk, you know, all these other guys as the potential next core four that join Judge in this thing. Are the Yankees willing to take a look at that and say, disintegrate it? I need to go get somebody and go now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We say yes. We'll, <laughs> we'll have the answer in, uh, yeah. in five days. Basically. Next broadcast, we'll, and, uh, we'll we'll see the dust settle. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see what Brian Cashman has up his sleeve. Feels like he he pulls out some surprises uh, yep. every once in a while. So, 
that'll wrap up this edition of the Yankee Nation podcast presented by New York Sports Nation. We will be back next week. Brian, you will be in Hawaii, so won't be it won't be with us next week. But I, I'll either be flying solo or I'll bring a guest on. We'll, we'll figure something out. So I'm, I'm, I want to I want to put a I want to put a uh, tweet out there to Katie Sharp to see if the uh, UConn alum will join this UConn alum <laughs> and, and go for yeah. it. So yeah, yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> be that would be fun. We'll we'll see if yeah. we can make that happen. Um, either way, um, I, I could lose my spot if that happens. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, either either way, uh, I'll be I'll be back next week with more uh, more content for you. Um, uh, thanks for listening, and let's go Yankees.